I, I didn't set out to find Jesus. He set out to find mm. me. Yeah. And so as, as he did that, he did have a plan. And at a 22-year-old, I get a call from a father from the school that says, I've got this dream about setting up a travel company, and we think you, we think you can do that. And you may not believe in yourself, but we do. And so I got wow. that opportunity just to set up my own business and fake it till you make it. Is that a... Is that a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That oh, yeah. <laughs> that America Every, invented that. No. <laughs> You're sitting at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered why I felt so comfortable here. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Beatitudes Worldwide, and I say worldwide on purpose because our guest today is from Australia. That's right. Things are getting crazy in here. Welcome to the Beatitudes, a, a podcast for Christian men seeking to grow in holiness, but sprinkling in a little bit of humor along the way as we walk together in authentic fraternity. My name is Paul Kolker, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Nicholas Besner. What's going on, mate? And Jeffrey Scheffelbein. Oh, good day, man. <laughs> and if you're... It, we, of course, are available on audio podcast form, anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, but if you're watching the video version on any number of places, so we're, we're all over the place now. We're on Tuvu, Heroic Men, uh, YouTube, of course. We've mentioned that before. Um, Fio. Fio and Spiritus, Spiritus TV. TV. That's right. So check us out on any one of those platforms. They're, they're all wonderful, and a number of them are growing and doing great things. Um, and, and I'm going to just challenge the audience real quick uh if you if you are watching or if you're listening share the show with somebody if you've enjoyed it yes. so far if you've listened to like more than half an episode you clearly enjoy this um share it please just uh spread it around spread the word we've had some great guests including our guests for today who uh who bought us these awesome hats that you can see if you're watching any of those video platforms he never said he bought them he might have stolen well that's <laughs> that's fair he came with i'm hats. a convict <laughs> australia, yeah, I mean, australia <laughs> is is a penal colony so it's in your blood mate <laughs> yes okay well so we have none other than uh the the head of harvest journeys Phil Ryle, welcome back to the show. Howdy, partner. <laughs> so good, these guys trying to talk astray, and I don't know. I'm not sure why I'm going here either. <laughs> well, we we are like a Jersey kid that got beat up in Pennsylvania and dropped off in Arizona. That's the accent. You're using. That was it. That was I the just exact. I just didn't understand anything you just said. <laughs> that was the Venn diagram. That of your awesome. No, it's great to be here. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Um, I I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I feel like Indiana Jones right now. Like, <laughs> yes. I feel pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. Hugh yeah. Jackman, I think. Hugh yeah. Jackman. Uh, well, I just I just meant with the hat. Oh, okay, like I just so. feel like uh, I could be an adventurer yeah, of something. Right. But yeah, Hugh Jackman is a better Aussie example. Is Ozzy Osbourne Australian? <laughs> no. Just because Aussie's in his name. And he wasn't born there either. <laughs> Hold on. Earlier, I, he corrected me. He was like, when we were off air, he was like, it's not. <laughs> We're not Aussies. We're Aussies. And it's I was like, Aussie, not Aussie. Yeah. For all you people out there, Aussie. I would like to have Aussie an Aussie bowl. <laughs> I'm just trying. very, very <laughs> different. Wow. Well, if you're still with us after all of this, uh, we're gonna. Our, our numbers in Australia are like a roller coaster. Yes. Subscribers, not subscribers. Subscribers. It usually has to do with when Jeff is talking. <laughs> so <laughs> inversely correlated. <laughs> so no, but the way we're gonna kick this off. Nick? Yeah, we're going to go straight into Blessed Are the Joke Makers. Uh, we're going to do a bonus edition. That's so, right. Paul, how does that change 
Yeah, it changes it up. We each get a character card. So what we're going to do, Phil, is we're trying to get you to guess what kind of character we are. And again, these are generic kind of vague categories of characters, right? So right. you're not going with Hugh Jackman. You're no. you're going with like Australian, Australian musical per, uh, artist or something like that, right? So um, and the the prompt, we all have to answer the same prompt though. So we're going to be different flavors of the same prompt. And that prompt is I am guilty of blank. And this one's going to be worth 70 points. He already knows what his thing is, so he just came up with no. the points. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm with no. you. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. All right, take it away. Yes, Phil, welcome to the United States. We've been reviewing everything that you submitted to us, and we would like to notify you of a few infractions. Your Form 1040 was filled out incorrectly. Um, it also says here that you are setting up headquarters at Vatican Valley. That's not a valid address anywhere in the United States. Um, but as a foreign entity without proper representation, we can fix this for just $1 million. Uh, you are a uh, security officer at Customs at LA Airport. I didn't even do the prompt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guilty of being an IRS agent that's trying to squeeze money out of you. <laughs> skip me for now. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. I'm guilty of not really checking the list twice. Ho, 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 ho. Do they have this guy in Australia? Yeah, you've got to be the Easter Bunny. That's it. You nailed it. That's right. <laughs> I think we say it's not somebody specific, except that's... Well, Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, but usually it's not quite that on the nose. <laughs> well, yeah. So the red nose. Like I'm guilty of I heard I heard that if you you're more likely to have a wreck like within two miles of your home. And so I moved. So I'm guilty of that. What is he? Um, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> a dumb blonde. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> is she Australian? She is. Of she's awesome. Well, yeah. she was. I don't know what she's like oh, now, she's but nice. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You got to award seventy oh, points. Oh yes, yeah. seventy points. Moment of truth. Yeah. Remember that some people just skip the prompt altogether, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, or also disqualifies them. <laughs> now, look. I think the most obvious uh, victor here is. Um, Something to do with the theme of uh, Easter, no Christmas, and that is the winner is my friend <laughs> you, Paul. You like the fake Merry out. Merry Christmas yeah! to Paul. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Paul. I'm trying to give you a high you. five over my. Oh, oh uh, sorry, over your. What do we call a, this? A cobra. A cobra, which means head headgear. Headgear in Aboriginal. Yeah, we love it's it. Fosters for headgear. <laughs> uh, fosters, it's Fosters. Okay. Matata. Are you guys going to ask me a question? Yes. <laughs> yes, we were getting there, in fact. <laughs> I love this. Would you like to ask yourself a question? Or am I here just to entertain or to answer questions? No. It's a fair question. It's good to be Yeah, it's, that's fair dinkum. Uh, so, wow. no, yeah. yeah, so go ahead. Take oh, it. no, we just, the audience ever since the last show wants to know, where'd you come from? Like, we need to know your roots and how did this transform from a family and an upbringing sure. and a little bit about, like, what does that look like now? As uh, as I pointed out in the other show, as a dated Australian dad <laughs> <laughs> means you're old. Oh whoa! Hey, whoa. hey, hey. Well, shots listen, fired! You know the funny Already thing is, the my, my name is Philip Ryle, but I was born Adam Ryle. And after a few weeks, my grandfather said, "We're changing your name." And by the way, I love Adam, as all you Adams out there, well done. But but my grandfather said, "You're changing your name to Philip," 
and my he was Irish, and uh, and so that was interesting because Philip means lover of horses, and at the age of thirteen, uh, I was invited to this kind of horse riding camp, and I didn't read the fine print which said to bring a Bible. I was there for the horses, and uh, during the course of that week, it was run by I think a Baptist group and. And they, they began to speak about this kind of language of ask. I was an altar boy. Like I, I, I love God in a, in a way that was, as you would as a Catholic being brought up. And I, and I had some sort of sense of God. But when, when they, then they told me that I could invite him into my heart, I was naive enough to believe what they said. I was childlike enough to go, wouldn't it be amazing if, if I invited him in my heart and he would pour his love into my mm-hmm. heart? And, mm-hmm. and I just remember getting on my knees and saying, if this is real God, I want this. And, um, and I remember coming back on the back of a horse ride later that week, and I just felt I, it must have been the Holy Spirit, just, just a wave of God's love come upon my heart. And as I've said before, it, 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 I knew what it was like to be in love at a, at a young age. And I, I thought, I found the pearl of great price. This is amazing. And God must have a plan. So I had this idea that I just have to follow his will. And, he's, and my life's going to be amazing. And I can pray for my wife and I can pray for my career. Then I went back to this Riverview St. Ignatius College, a very sort of high-end college in Sydney. And, and I couldn't hold back from what I'd found. It was, but I, I did my best, but I quickly became Father Phil. Father Phil is going. And I went up to the headmaster and said, you know, this news magazine that you've got, there's social justice, there's sport, and there's also there's the Indian bazaar you're trying to make. Why don't you talk to them about God and Jesus? And he goes, you know what, Philip? For the next eight weeks, you're going to write the headmaster's column, and you're going to tell them all about Jesus, what you've discovered. And so, so I became this writer. Got a few black eyes in the meantime from bullies, but uh, <laughs> but I, I just shared my heart and just spoke to them about um, and to parents. Like it went out to thousands of people, and I was just this young, fifteen-year-old in love with with God, and um, and so that then became a, an avenue for me to desire for. Uh, gee, it's hard to do this with an Aussie hat on, but I'm doing to uh, <laughs> to go out there and say I've got to make a ministry out of whatever I do. If I'm yeah. not going to be a priest, I didn't get the calling, yeah. but I had that sense that I wanted to change the world. And my father had, had had let me, as a young man, plan all the family holidays, get out the maps out, and he kind of it was almost like a prophetic act that he was preparing me for my career, not knowing this. Mm. But but there was a good father behind it all, and uh, I always say that um, you know I. Uh, that I, I didn't set out to find Jesus. He set out to find mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And so as, as he did that, he did have a plan. And at a 22-year-old, I get a call from a father from school that says, I've got this dream about setting up a travel company, and we think you, we think you can do that. And you may not believe in yourself, but we do. And so I got wow. that opportunity just to set up my own business and fake it till you make it. Is that a... Is that a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that America every, invented that. <laughs> you're sitting at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered why I felt so comfortable here. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and so off I went and we just started running trips to, to uh, the Holy Land and to places of Marian apparitions and... And, and people were just, uh, they were just beginning to come back and tell their stories. And, and it was, it, that was exactly what I, I dreamed of because I'd had this encounter as a young man and I wanted that to be multiplied through my life. 
that was my loaves and fishes that I that I brought to God and say, and He knew what to do with it. And so off I went, and I stumbled and bumbled my way through through those first those early years. And so the pilgrimage company then began to flourish, and we realised that you know I was not only meeting not meeting out my needs and in in serving what I believe was my calling, but also it was there was a great hunger and need for people to go on pilgrimage to find their peace, mm. to find joy, to to take time out. And to get out of their environment and, and open up into a whole new world, almost like going to heaven for a few weeks and allowing the atmosphere of heaven to actually bring about um, surprising changes in their life, which they come back and talk about. <laughs> and then what happens is they, they don't go on the other tour companies anymore. Once they're touched, they're going, I, I just need to go on pilgrimages all my life. That's right. I don't want anything secular anymore because because they can't deny um, the riches that come from pilgrimage. Whether it's with Harvest Journeys, uh, we're coming to America, that's what we want to do. We want to mix Aussies and Kiwis and Americans together because I've got a sense that that unity, we have a lot to learn from our attributes, our countries mixing up and cross-pollinating, but also um, our wounds, you know, the things that we need, you know, we almost have been made uh, incomplete by design, you know. We need each other. That's what unity is all about. And so in this kind of land of and world of division we're in, um, we need unity. So that's my preaching for the day. Father Phil signing off. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in, Father Phil, because one of the parts of that story is you brought, you, for, you didn't read the fine print. You end up at a, a Bible-loving Baptist horse yeah. riding camp. Yeah. And you run a pilgrimage company that's taking people to experience Jesus and the saints. Talk to us about maybe your ecumen ecumenical approach or where that plays into either pilgrimage or your personal journey. Yes. Um, love to hear more about that. Thank you. Yes. Well, I, I think one of the things that I learned as a Catholic that that uh, I learned it, well from uh, was this need for people to have one-on-one -on -one encounters with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So so that uh, so that as they begin to take time out, rather than just be in an environment. I mean, the, the source and summit is the Eucharist. We know that, and and being together in community. But we also need to learn how to. To, to face the silence and, and, to, and to allow nature to woo us. And, and there's plenty of opportunities to, to just allow the world to, to just to, to listen to the saints, to listen to their stories and to have the chaplain lead us every day in prayer and, and, and hear the stories around the dinner table with a glass of wine. And, and something begins to open up in people's hearts and lives that, that um, they start to have hope and joy again. And so... Um, so I, I just found that um, this is kind of um, something that I must learn to bring encounter because of my encounter. See, that's my place of gratitude. Where I was touched, that was the place where I meant to multiply. And so, uh, therefore, I have a heart now more than most for uh, ecumenical unity because I'm so grateful for uh, the Baptist or the interdenominational inter church that, that opened me up to to my to, to introducing me to Jesus so that then when I go to Eucharist when I go to mass the, 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 I, the Eucharist comes alive for me because they help me to uh, to to see and to know him not just to know about him but to, to know him yeah isn't that amazing the the graciousness of God that mm. he he works like even though there is division in the church in in very real ways yeah. there's there's this graciousness where he still works through all of these truly heartfelt people who are, are seeking to serve him yes and and that becomes the avenue for for you to be even more open to that's him. right yes 
and even the guides they have their stories uh you know they they share their faith and and they and they become vulnerable i think it's all about becoming vulnerable together and that takes time and that's why we need to not just go to to mass or we we and not hang around and not we we need to have those teas and coffees after after service you know yeah. after mass we need to go on those retreats and we need to not feel like it all the time you know it's, yeah. people don't always feel like going on pilgrimage but they know it's something they must do but do they come back and ever regret it oh my goodness they come back and never regret it because what they've what they've discovered is not just something for those two weeks but a whole new way of living when they come back mm. when they go to mass and they hear the gospels they they come alive in a way that that, that will never be the same because mm. it's all real. You realize it's not just a, a description of some maybe vague uh, no. place. It's a place you've walked or That's you've right. sat in the in the in the. Um, sorry, I lost the word. The synagogue in yes, Capernaum or That's something. Right. Yes. yes, yeah. It's it's like uh, I, I, it's not meant to be judgmental, but sometimes in my life, my my faith has been like a cartoon. It's not. It's it. I could get the visuals. I can see it all, but mm. it's it's all stories. But but once it becomes real, and I even say once it becomes real, real. Mm. then then you can't go back. I remember my sister used to, when I first found my faith as a 13-year-old and I, and I went back, we were sharing a room and I said, Lisa, I've got to tell you something. And she said, what? I said, it's the most important thing I've ever told you. She goes, tell me, tell me. I said, no, I'm not going to tell you because I want you to wait for it. She goes, tell me. I said, God is real. And she said, I know that. I said, no. God is real. And she went, really? <laughs> and I think deep in our hearts, there's this real, real uh, that, that we need to come to actually understand. And then it bursts like a spring comes up in our hearts and a joy and a hope. And, and it does become miraculous. And I love seeking after the miraculous in people's hearts. I can remember when I first figured out that it was real, real. Yeah. And I, I had seen that movie, The Matrix. Yes. And you can take one pillar to the other and... You're not going to ever see the world the same if you take the one pill. And that's the way I described it is that I, I had been passive at times. I had been a cafeteria Catholic at times. I had been, you know, excuses that someday I would be more serious and I was on this slow trajectory mm. to it's real, real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's my everything. And therefore, everything that I do is going to be oriented towards truly the Eucharist, but the Eucharist as the source and summit, God is the top priority. And then you work your way backwards. And by the grace of God, had a wife that was all on board with this from day one, even though she's a convert, which makes her smarter wow. than me in every wow. way. Um, <laughs> you know, so you, you kind of work through that. When people have that real, real moment, it reminds me of like healthy choices. Like once you kind of start to make some healthy choices and you see the way the unhealthy choices impact mm. your body, mm. if you really cross over, it's hard to ever go back. It's yeah. the great divide. Wow. Not that people don't slip. No. I know they do. People sin. But I know too much to ever be a stupid Christian again. Now I'm just a Christian on a journey. Yeah try to learn more and isn't it the good news that our frailty and uh, his love for us in our in our frailty you know he says come as you are but he doesn't want to leave us there mm. and he, he calls mm. us on i love dallas because it seems to me like all of the churches speaking in a unity way i've seen i, I know of other churches of all the different christian persuasions they're, they're all alive here there's this beautiful grace over this city and i think for an aussie to come and say to dallas who's listening in you guys have this amazing gift of generosity. You you welcome people in, but you've got this miraculous spirit that perhaps you need to be told about or reminded about. And I'm telling you, I see it. 
and I love it. And that's why we're even setting up a, a company here in Dallas because X marks the spot because all of your churches are alive. And I love that. And we've visited some other churches while we're here, friends from other denominations, in order to bridge build. And I've seen it alive everywhere. Yeah. And, and I just love the rich soil that's going on here. And if you're not into that, stay out of Texas. (laughs) 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 Woo! (laughs) Go to Whoop Whoop. (laughs) Or go on a pilgrimage. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. And then find your way here. Have an encounter. (laughs) Uh, How many times do you have people go on the pilgrimage that are not Catholic? Like, what is that experience for somebody who's of a different denomination? Yes, yes. Well, we've had many people who've gone on our pilgrimages and become Catholic after it. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been so moved because they didn't know what else to do. They needed more. Mm. And so, um, so I guess, um, you know, they, they, um, they get dragged along perhaps by their spouses, um, and they, they, they can't deny what they see. And so they end up sharing more beautifully often than the Catholics because they're able to talk about the real transformation in their hearts, not just, you know, God finishing off something, but how it's beginning in their hearts. And in some ways we all need to go back to the place of beginning. I have to tell you one funny story, though. On one of the trips, the, uh, the, there was a, a trip where they brought out a cake, and the trip was called Land of the Prophets. Can you believe how they spelled prophets? <laughs> <laughs> so y'all went to, went to America? <laughs> Cha-ching. Silicon, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Wall Street. They spelled it with an F-I-T-S. That's right. Oh, goodness. Yes, My right. goodness. Yeah, wow. there's a whole gospel in Texas that is called the prosperity gospel that yeah. would love that cake. Right? <laughs> they would. They can eat it too. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> but God is about our prosperity, of course, and he's about um, making everything richer in our hearts. Yeah. But and, yeah, uh, in, in the truest in sense. In the truest of, sense. Yeah, that's of right. the word. Yeah, yes. So, so I do believe that, um, no, we, do, we can get that wrong, but we, we, we need to get it right. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundantly, that's yes. right. Yes. Yeah, that, that God's not a restriction on us. He's a, a freedom that's from it. all of these other and things. And that's where we prosper. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can you make a plea to the Aussie nation to start following the Beatitudes and promote this? What would you say to all the Aussies <laughs> listening out there to really get the numbers up? <laughs> I'm not sure whether I've actually got the numbers down today, but <laughs> no, no, no. We've got tens of listeners. Yes. So. <laughs> well, you know, I'd say to the Aussies, are you want me to do this? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is important. You know what? Broadcast you know this. what I love? I love the fact that humor and music uh, cause us to laugh and open us up, and then we can speak the gospel in a deeper mm. place. Mm. And I think what you're doing here is amazing. It's very sneaky. <laughs> Because what you're doing is you're really helping people to to laugh and uh, and kind of get into life uh, and to and to celebrate something in their heart with joy and then speak the gospel so it does go deep and does take root and I and I implore all Aussies to uh, to not judge this episode <laughs> <laughs> but these beatitudes these guys are the real deal I've got to know I've got to know them and um, I just think what you guys are doing in presenting the joy. And the hope, and um, and it's good for the blokes too to just have a, have a bit of a, a, right. a space because we need that, and we need to encourage each other, and uh, and I just encourage you. This is great. May this go on and on, and may all of, all of America, Australia, and New Zealand begin to recognise that this is uh, this is the the way forward when it comes to evangelisation. 
Well, I appreciate wow. that sincerely. Yeah, uh, thank you. It was a fun setup, but you are absolutely our favorite Aussie of season two. So. <laughs> Don't tell Jonathan Doyle that he's my best he mate. He was season one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff loves very specific compliments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> coolest person i met in the last three hours <laughs> um this is a total blessing harvest journeys is a pilgrimage company that you can already engage with um especially if you're kiwi or aussie or anything over there but also anybody in the world can because this is a worldwide pilgrimage company yeah, that's right that is also going to be planting a flag right here in the vatican valley of irving texas um it's going to happen in 2024 phil we don't yeah. know the exact day but we know that you are being called. It's coming. <laughs> We're going to be out there in Indianapolis for the opening and during the Eucharistic Congress. Oh, That's fantastic. right. So the National yeah. Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis, uh, if you want to see Phil and 79,999 other people, please come <laughs> join us. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> just sift through the crowd. You'll find him. Just look for the hats. Yeah, I'm going to walk it. around there. Just show me your phone. Subscribe. Subscribe. Show me. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff will get kicked out for harassment. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> Sticker on the forehead or subscribe? Your choice. Yeah, you've yeah. got one or the other. All right, well, listen, uh, for all of you listening, what a blessing it is to have our worldwide network of beatted dudes. We're very blessed by you, Phil, by your whole crew, by the work that you're doing to bring people Thank to Christ. You. I mean, you're yeah. creating fertile soil for everybody. Thank you. So we will see you at the National Eucharistic Congress. Right. And for the rest of you, we will see, see you, you in the Eucharist. Eucharist. God bless you. <laughs> is that a threat or a promise? Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.